0: Welcome to this week's Property Matters, a show that brings global trends to an Irish audience to help shape your knowledge of the industry. You can contact us on Twitter at iProperty Radio or by email at helloipropertyradio.com. Your hosts today are Carol Talla and myself, Brian Fox.
1: Okay, and today we have something a little different for you. We're joined by John Gilgan, Director of Services at Mayo County Council and Instigator of the Vacant Homes Initiative, vacanthomes.ie. Uh, the entirety of this show will be focused on the issue of vacant homes right across the country and we'll look at some of the solutions and incentives in place to bring these vacant homes back into use at a time when they're critically needed. Tom, you're very welcome. Thanks,
2: Carolyn. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thank you very much indeed. Good to see you.
1: Good. And Tom, um, vacanthomes.ie, it's something that we've seen, you know, um, we've read about it a lot over the last maybe two years, is it? How did this initiative come, come to, to happen? How did it come into being?
2: Yeah, it's it's an initiative that was set up by Mayo County Council um, back in August 2017. Um, And it was announced by Minister Owen Murphy as part of one of the early initiatives uh, in advance of the vacant home strategy in order to bring vacant homes back into use. So the idea originated, um, I came up with the idea, basically one night myself and my wife were out walking. And we came across, our local village would be uh, in Currfain, and we came across a number of uh, empty, uh, vacant properties. And my wife literally said to me, well, it wouldn't be great if we could do something, and you know, if the council could do something in order to bring them uh, back into use. So that's really, in a sense, where the idea originated from. So after doing um, uh, basic research in relation to what other... Areas other countries were doing as well, so the whole idea of vacant homes came in came into being, mm. and I the initiative, I suppose, it, it's based around the whole idea of crowdsourcing. So the idea of getting people to um, to help you, to provide information, to, to assist you, mm-hmm. and it's to try, I suppose, and it says what we're asking, I suppose, commu- we're trying to mobilise communities. Yeah. Uh, in order to help us to, br- to identify uh, possible vacant properties yeah. in order to get them back into use. Because we believe that local people have the local knowledge. Yeah. And from that point of view, I think their information This is a, This is a critical. sort of
0: Celtic Tiger recession legacy, is it? Um, well, I suppose because, it is. Because, I mean, I, I yeah. do remember at the time there were a lot of properties that were left vacant because uh, people were trying to build second homes and so forth. and. and Ye- they couldn't take them up
2: that's right that's right Brian well I suppose if, if you look back so the last official census 2016 identified in excess of 183,000 vacant really? properties really? 183,000 183, vacant properties and that didn't uh, include holiday homes so that represented about 9% of the total housing stock in the country now in any I suppose functioning or property you know functioning um Housing market. There's always a level of vacancy, yeah. But I think it was recognised that the the you know the vacancy in Ireland was particularly high. Now, saying that, I suppose um, the 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 figures in relation to census 2016. I mean, the Geo Directory will come up with, with a figure of less than a hundred thousand. But there's no doubt there are a number, a uh, large number of vacant properties. But out just there. go
0: through the steps so that you took because you you and your wife were out there walking. You saw these vacant houses. What did you do after that? Because I mean, obviously they're all you know, caught up in titles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's you right. Well, I suppose who, the, 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 f- the
2: first thing I suppose in a sense with with the whole idea of the um, of the website, I suppose, is really a, is is to allow people, I suppose, to anonymously uh, you know log properties. So if so, if someone comes ac- across a, a possible vacant property, that that can be logged, and then what happens as well is that. Each local authority, and uh, one of the initiatives, I suppose, the department and the, the minister instigated, was the was the um, installation of the creation of vacant homes uh, officers in each of the local authorities. So each local authority has a vacant home officer. So the information, I suppose, that people provide into vacanthomes.ie, that information then goes to each um, uh, vacant home officer, and then they can use that information in order to follow up. To try and find in relation to if the property is vacant, um, who the owner is, uh, advise the owner if they can get in contact with them. You know the you know yeah. the number of schemes that are available in order to bring it back into use, and we find that that's probably the best way to do it is actually making contact with people, because people I, um, you know I suppose there are a number of reasons why property is vacant. I suppose that, you know people uh, they mightn't have the money to mm-hmm. to bring the property back into use. Uh, they might. It might be uh, someone who might be in a nursing home or or in the care or of, of, of a relative. It it could be an owner who's probably emigrated to another country and you know maybe, may may or may not be coming back. So there was there was a myriad of reasons why property was vacant. So and each property has its own unique story, and I think John and Evelyn would probably uh, you know. Reiterate that particular point. So it's very important, I think, in a sense that once that information is captured, as we can get much information as properly as possible? Then that information is used then by the vacant homes officer, and goes out then and try and contact the but owner. In order to bring the property just before back into Just, uh,
0: just uh, it must be very time-consuming, though, to go through it is, that from the point it is, of view of, of is, a know, to do that.
2: To to actually, you know, um, to to actually con- try and contact the owner. Now, so some owners. um May not be too far away from the residence itself or from the property itself, but others probably, have, as I said, have immigrated. So it can take time. Yeah. And each property, as I say, has its own different story, um, so it its own uniqueness, and I think it's in order. So it, it it's a thing of really doing it case by case, property by property, trying to get that property back into use. But there is nothing better, and and. I mean, when we get properties logged and then we get notifications from maybe the vacant home officer to say that a particular property is brought back into use, I mean, there's no greater feeling to think that, you know, that you could possibly, you know, that there's a, there's a home now provided for, for a family. So, you know, we have a particular, as I suppose, in relation to, we're in the middle of a housing crisis. We have a large number of people that are homeless. So bringing vacant homes back into use, I think, is certainly um, one way we can try and provide homes for people with a with, with housing need.
1: Okay, and so how long has the website been live?
2: The website was um, initiated back in August two thousand seventeen.
1: Right, so we're heading into two years. We're heading into so two years. Do we know has it been successful at all? Yes, do we know?
2: We we have at the moment, I suppose, in a sense we we we've had in it, we have in excess of three thousand uh, properties on the website, and it's growing day by day, um, and we we're absolutely delighted with the response that, 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 that the public and you know we've we've great. Um, collaboration as well and and I mean the department the Department of Housing Planning and local government have been have been very um, proactive and very helpful with us as well in relation to this this whole initiative. And with the vacant home officers and with people on the ground, it's been a you know and every day I think we, we're, we're seeing more and more people uh, you know c- connecting to the website, uh, logging properties, giving us uh, the feedback that we need in order to mm. ensure that we get those properties back into use. Because yeah. if I can just say as well, as, I, apart from the whole aspect in relation to providing a home, which is obviously critical, mm-hmm. bringing vacant properties back into use. I mean, one of the things I'm really passionate about is the whole idea that uh, you have the housing aspect, but you also have the aspects in relation to regeneration and community, you know, community, you know, because you have vac- a vacant property in, in, in an area some of them can attract antisocial yeah. behaviour. Yeah. They can have a very negative economic impact on on uh, a community, and particularly in relation to properties around them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that aspect as well, and also too as well, it also has protect local services. You know, because obviously the more you know, if you can bring that property back into use, you can protect local services such as schools and shops and post office, which it's, are very exactly relevant which, at the moment pretty, and also provide employment too as well mm-hmm. because obviously bringing the property back into use you have carpenters you have plumbers yeah you know and you have you, have civil, you know uh, engineers as well so it's yeah. so important, I think, from so, for so many reasons that we try and bring these properties back into use.
1: Absolutely. And I think 3,000 uh, 3, properties logged on the website over two years is amazing. But have we any idea how many of those have actually, you know, have any of them been turned we, into homes? We
2: have, I suppose, at the moment, I suppose we have in region about 250 to 300 that are either brought back or being brought back into use. And every day, I think, we're seeing more and more properties um, because it does take time. Yeah, it well, does take clever, time. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose we have to be, you so know, th- there are no, th- you know, it's it's it, it's it's something, I suppose, in the sense that we have to appreciate, it. you know, it, it takes patience, it takes time. Um, but I think the benefits, we're really starting to see the benefits now coming through.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, 300 homes mm. just being brought I, back into uh, use yeah. that otherwise weren't in use just because the community is actually getting engaged mm. in logging vacant yeah. properties is amazing. So I think that, you know, to know that 300 um, people or families have been housed in homes that otherwise simply couldn't even have been oh, counted as exactly. homes, that's that's absolutely that that's fantastic. I mean, that's that's a very fast response Um, over two years. And actually, hopefully that will motivate people listening in to say, actually, it's absolutely worthwhile to to Go onto the website, log a property if you know, or if you think that it might be vacant. Because I presume if a member of the public uh, logs a property that they think is public and they're wrong, I presume that just won't go any further with the vacant homes officer.
2: No, I suppose it, you know because when people log it, obviously then the vacant home officer will go out and investigate. Yeah, mm. and determine, I suppose, really, I suppose by by you know. Um, Making an inquiries and by by their own investigations as mm. to whether the property is, is actually vacant.
0: I'm just curious, Tom, um, has any research been done on what county has more or less uh, vacant homes? I mean, is Mayo particularly. Uh, yeah, has it. Has it I, a I, I think so. I suppose, portion of the yeah, market? there is. I
2: suppose in, in Mayo in particular, I suppose we, we would have a total of, um, the census indicated a total of maybe 65,000 actually, a stock of a housing stock. And uh, in the region of about um, uh, fifteen thousand of those, I mean, over twenty-three percent of those would be would be vacant. Now, yeah. in saying that as well, I suppose it, it, it we have to also bear in mind that w- there are a number of properties that are vacant where there may not be a social housing need. Yeah. So yes, I think that would be yeah, a, a yeah. critical as well.
1: That's an important distinction, isn't it? It is,
2: yeah. Because I mean, but but any I suppose, but we still have a large number of towns, a large number of villages, a large number of urban areas that that have vacancy within them. Mm-hmm. And I think from the point of view, in order to, and it here it's all about supply and demand. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a huge demand for housing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, and
0: there's any policy on whether or not it can be purchased for rental or for an actual ownership. Is there any? And any policy on that? Do, do you have? To, is that determined by the buyer, by the local authority?
2: Well, I suppose it, there are a number of schemes that that are available. Really, I suppose for for the the, the homeowner. I mean, if the homeowner owner um, decides to do up the property, there's a scheme there in relation to repair repair and leasing, leasing, leasing scheme. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, now, yeah. if the homeowner maybe in the case where the property is has reached a sort of dereliction um, uh, stage, there's a buy and renew. Or by the local authority can go in and, and you know uh, purchase that property if they feel that it will suit their particular needs. And I think the the great thing I suppose in a sense about these schemes is that they're there so, to to assist people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think they're there to try and try and uh, help people who, who may you know particularly maybe from a from a financial point of view or maybe from a motivation point of view, because some people I suppose in a sense um, might. Want to bring a property back, but they might not want to be managed tenants or deal with tenants, etc. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, in from that point of view, it gives, you know, they're able to um, uh, a way to bring the property back into use, provide housing, but still, I suppose, in a sense, not not take a day to day. Yeah, well, the reason I ask
0: is because I'm just wondering if if a sort of a well-moneyed um, um, entrepreneur, shall we say, comes in and swoops up. A whole estate, shall we say, of these houses, and and rent them out. Then, what would, would that be? Uh, yeah, we
2: haven't seen. I suppose what we primarily uh, see an awful lot of people, I suppose, in relation to might have, they might have inherited uh, a particular property. They might have been left a particular property in relation to, you know, from, um, uh, from a, a, a relative, or or it could be just that they they might have purchased a property at a, a particular time. Yeah, and maybe hoping to use it themselves, but. Um, it's maybe the circumstances have changed yeah so I think from that you know there's so many and as was in Ireland in particular so we have what you know maybe accidental landlords, mm-hmm. landlords that, that have had a property but they it was probably never in the envisaged that they would be uh, a, 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 a landlord or, or, or a property a property owner from that point of view so yeah. but i think the good thing about it is that there are schemes there to try and help people yeah and mm-hmm. i suppose what we have to do as as part of the whole vacanthomes.ie initiative is to spread the word mm. and okay. get the word mm. out there okay. and, and as i say we say you know so people come on to ww.vaganhomes.e uh there's information there as well to help people in order and as I say if they log on to the with the, to, with the local authorities mm. onto their websites as well they can see the initiatives as well and through the Department of, the, the department of Housing. Yeah,
1: okay. I, I think Brian raised a really interesting point there about, um you know, savvy investors kind of coming in and picking up. So would it be fair to say that vacanthomes.ie will be picking up on the properties that the market hasn't picked up on? So as in, you know, properties maybe that have, they just either haven't come to the market or they've been sitting on the market for years and there's just no demand there um, you know, so is it a case that maybe vacant homes. is actually filling the void that's been left by the market?
2: Well, I suppose the, in in any market, I suppose, uh, really, I suppose for a proper proper functioning market, um, I suppose it is recognised that there'll be some level of vacancy, but from the point of view where we're we're sitting at the moment and where we're looking at it, that vacancy rate in certain areas of the country is still too high. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think, in a sense, you know, and. Um, I suppose, you know, if you have a, a, a property investor, um, they might look at maybe other schemes, maybe just in relation to uh, maybe commercial uh, uh, development or commercial units, mm-hmm. or they might look at, um, particularly in relation to maybe student accommodation as being maybe certain aspects of it that might be more, more attractive. I suppose the, the beauty of ie is that we can encompass all of that, and but from our point of view, I suppose in a sense it's specifically targeted to try and increase the the supply of housing, particularly in the whole area of so of of social housing, and mm-hmm. the good and if you if you, if you take now um, there was a recent report came out from DAF dot IE yeah. that indicated that there was only two thousand seven hundred properties for rent mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the entire country. Mm-hmm. I mean, that has huge mm-hmm. uh, implications yeah, yeah. going yeah. forward because obviously the whole thing in relation to supply is an issue, rent uh, prices is an issue. So the more properties that are brought back into use. It, it certainly will help to cool the market going forward because everyone else is competing for that for that small pool in relation of, of properties. Yeah. So, you know, we find that that property owners, some property owners are exi- exiting the market They they want to get out, they want to sell um, at the moment, as was in relation to maybe the field, they're not. It's not there's no probably financial incentive there for them in relation to taxation. And that. But, I still think it's absolutely critical that that homeowner, anyone who has a property, um, I mean, they can really do something about this housing yeah. crisis. And if they really, yeah, I in about twenty seconds, is the
0: crowdsourcing working, or how is that?
2: It is working. Yeah, it is because we people are, are reacting. We are people. People are reacting, uh, and local people have that local knowledge. So even a property, you know, I could property you. Could, I could pass the property. You could pass the pro- property Brian every day. You mightn't think it's vacant, but local people have that local knowledge. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I suppose, in a sense, everyone has access to a computer, everyone has access to the internet. And people nowadays are, are you know, and it's up to everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this housing crisis, I think this gives everyone an opportunity to try and provide a solution. Yeah, so absolutely.
1: Um, Tom, I think I think that's just important and and there's so many bits of there in terms of the schemes what's available that we really need to dig a little bit deeper into. So um thank you for joining us okay, and I know you're you. going to stay with us now Indeed, County, but after you. the break we will be speaking to Evelyn Graham vacant homes officer with Kilkenny County Council so stay tuned. Your community radio for South Dublin. Ah! This is Dublin South FM. Welcome back to Property
0: Matters here in Dublin South FM with Carol Tanner and myself, Brian Fox. You can contact us, contact us on Twitter at iPro- iProperty Radio, or email hello at com. So as mentioned before the break there, uh, this is a vacant home special. We're now joined in the studio by Tom Gilligan. We were joined and in, in staying in the, in the studio. Tom Gilligan, Director of Service at Mayo County Council and the driver of vacanthomes.ie. But we're also delighted now to be joined by Evelyn Graham, who is vacant homes officer of Kilkenny County Council Evelyn you're very welcome thank you so
3: th- no go the, ahead the, the idea
0: has spread now to uh, Kilkenny obviously um, Evelyn
3: yeah yeah we're we're all over the country yeah vacant homes officers. But well. I, I wouldn't imagine there are some as many
0: vacant homes in Kilkenny as there are in Mayo no no that's <laughs> right
3: uh, as I was saying to people earlier um we've escaped the worst ravages of the 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 post-Celtic Tiger bust and we didn't have that many ghost estates or unfinished estates and the the small number that were there have been kind of dealt with now. Some of them brought into social housing use or approved housing bodies have t- taken them on.
0: And I suppose it's been an attractive proposition there for buyers as well through crowdsourcing as Tom was explaining there before the break. For uh, it's been an tr- attractive proposition for buyers, yes, yeah, sorry, area, yeah, 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 uh, yeah on yeah. the crowdsourcing idea as well, yeah,
3: yeah, and like I think the percentage of vacancies is kind of small, then uh, on a par with the eastern counties, like such as the Kildares and, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, that, those sort of areas. So we're not as bad as I know further west that the vacancies are quite a bit higher, of course, but yeah. uh,
1: again, in Kilkenny, you know, obviously. It's a, it's a city it's a regional city but you're dealing with the towns and the hinterland and you have some rural areas there so, yeah that's um, a particular are you, yeah are thing. you finding are you finding that there's um a difference between say the city and some of the more urban
3: areas definitely um in the the surveys that we've carried out we've identified Approximately 250 houses around the city and county now a lot of the ones in the city are maybe coming on stream with um, you know a little multi-house development or apartment development something like that okay. but we've more properties coming available in some more remote villages and some of the towns have suffered a lot of kind of vacancy, dereliction, mm-hmm. loss of retail, you know, with shopping centres and mm. um, some places of no shops left. And then there's a lot of vacant properties and over the shop properties.
1: Of, well, over the shop property seems to be uh, an urban uh, an urban problem as well as kind of a small market town mm. problem as well. But actually in same, the villages and smaller towns around the county of Kilkenny that you've identified the 250 properties, is there demand for people to live there?
3: Yeah, there is. I mean, Callan is an Are area. Are there school places in yeah, those areas? Yeah, I mean, Callan now is a particular area of focus. It's one of the six pilot towns in the country for this uh, pilot um, residential regeneration project. In fact, we're having a, a get coming together Tomorrow off the six towns in Callan and we're concentrating on Upper Bridge Street in Callan, which is part of the medieval uh, core of Callan. And why Callan?
0: Why was that chosen just as a matter of interest?
3: Because there's a very high level of vacancy in Callan as a whole and this particular street, half the the buildings are vacant. Out of 27 buildings in the street, 14 are vacant. And now we're we're looking at them with um firm of architects from Cork, Cork Cotter and Nason's, And we're another area of, this sorry, to, to turn them back into um, residential accommodation. Another area of focus is steep energy retrofit for older buildings because most of them date from the 1830s. A lot of them are protected structures, you know, have, um, particular conservation architectural conservation area if issues okay. and we simply can't demolish these buildings and mm-hmm. start again they're in narrow streets with parking problems um, traffic issues uh, but they're in the centre of Callan which has very good schools very vibrant arts community you know a couple of lovely cafes there's one actual a place has been reopened in the last couple of years. is a real hub of activity. It's right. a cafe. And uh, what
0: about employment opportunities? Then I mean, obviously there has to be some work to, to have regeneration in, in that there particular There
3: are, but time. but Callan is only like ten or twelve minutes drive from Kilkenny City, and a lot of people are being priced out of the market in Kilkenny. In Kilkenny, City. Kilkenny is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: because Kilkenny is also very commutable to Dublin, isn't it? I mean,
3: it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a, bit are, of a Do you see that much? Ha- did, there happening? are quite a number of people commuting um, to from Kilkenny to Dublin. But then say the likes of Callan would be close enough to Waterford mm-hmm. yeah. or, or uh, Clonmel or, you know, a lot of So other
0: I suppose what I'm trying to drive at is it, uh, is it attractive for a person working in Dublin to go down to Kilkenny and take a vacant home down there, and then perhaps commute. What do you think is that workable?
3: I think it's it's a bit of a stretch. Now yeah. it wouldn't be that attractive. I'd say maybe Carlo mm-hmm. would be a little More bit closer. Our, our but no, been, I mean yeah. we would like to see people living and working, and, you know, and, and contributing to the town. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's, exactly. that's really
0: what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. So you, uh, you, yeah. you would, you would, have that preference. And for I keep meeting people, people in
3: Callan saying, "Oh, I'd love to live right in the centre of town, and you know, and have my kids walk into school, and yeah. you know, there's lots of sports facilities and stuff going on and there was a big production uh, uh, allied to the Arts Festival in Callan co- called the Big Chapel last week which was a huge success so you know there's a lot of So the whole
0: idea is try and keep people within the vicinity Yeah, there's a great of, community of their, spirit and it's yeah, really to yeah.
3: tap into that so we're looking at inv- inventive ways of uh, in reincorporating um you know modern standard accommodation in these older buildings and using the backlands for parking and maybe little residential newer developments and open up areas that have been sort of just kind of blocked off it's an interesting one one of the things when we've
1: looked at um Trying to regenerate rural areas, particularly those that aren't within commuting distance of main um, uh, main employment hubs. Looking at the grow remote or so work remote schemes. So, mm-hmm. is there any co-working? space or a, a work remote space um, in Callan or is that something that's been considered?
3: No, but we're, we're considering all sorts and I think there's there's a lot of different strands to this, you know, financial incentives um, uh, broadband dare I say it, mm. uh, you know, yeah. there's um, loads of different issues going on, you know, as well as um to, you know, trying to attract young people to stay. You know, it's quite an older population. Yeah. Um, so. Is is there an issue that it's
1: bypassed as well? Because in fact, I used to live and work um, outside Kilkenny and then I lived uh, outside Kilkenny and, and commuted a couple of times a week to Kerry.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I also remember Callan as being off the road. And I I'm actually trying to think if I ever driven into it and despite having driven past it so many times I I, I actually don't think I've ever been in the village of Challenge it used to be on the road to Cork right (laughs) and so
3: okay I mean the the place improved when it was bypassed but with the bypass the the shops in that street shut down one by one and you know so this is you know
1: I I think I I love the idea of a pilot project running in a town like this because Mm. I think that's So typical of so many towns right across the country. Um, Now, I I actually wasn't familiar at all with the residential regeneration project Mm. you mentioned until today. So how is that different? What new is it bringing um, in terms of options for... Well,
3: just to say that the other five towns are Balladrobe and Bannehill, um, Castle Blaney, um, Capacuin and County Waterford and Boyle, County Roscommon. So there's a nice regional spread yeah, there as yeah. well. Yeah, now, as I say, we've been meeting with, with the other towns and a lot of the same issues are coming out, but then there's particular issues in each of the towns as well. Of course. But most of these have kind of historic town centres and, uh, you know, uh, historic buildings or historic building fabric. So mm-hmm. I think there's different approaches being taken mm. in different ones. Um, or you know, some of them then are part of a master plan for the town to develop the town. I think Callan is 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 not too bad considering mm-hmm. you know there is a very vibrant community. There's some some of the town, other towns are quieter and have yeah and more Callan vacancy.
1: the proximity of Callan to Kilkenny city. Hmm. Um, of all the places you mentioned, that probably has the shortest proximity to the largest centre. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just not, thinking I was up we were up in Castleblaney only in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um Castlevania and a couple of other towns yeah. are, uh, between Cavan and Monaghan. Um, and there's such a, I, I was actually saying it's the first time on a motorway or on a dual, I, I'm not sure it was a motorway or dual carriage, obviously dual carriage actually, um, where I saw signs uh, when we were traveling around and trying to choose what towns to go into. And I think Carragham Macross had foodie town and it was there was a hashtag on it. And it was the first time I've ever seen a hashtag on an Irish signpost before. <laughs> I was fascinated by it, but actually we did. Make it our business to go to smaller towns and larger market towns mm. around Monaghan and Cavan and Carrickmacross uh, and um Castle Blaney and a few others. And um, I, I was really surprised to see that th- there's definitely efforts being made. I think local business mm. businesses and the local community, people seem to be aware now that they need to be their own saviors. Yeah, and I think they need to step up themselves. If if
3: we could even get a few, we're concentrating on five particular buildings in this street. Mm -hmm. If we could get one or two refurbished to a good standard using best practice conservation Mm -hmm. principles, you know, nice timber windows and those kind of finish, good finishes that that would bring on other people and encourage. You know, I think if one person did it and, you know, to incentivize other people.
1: Of people. course it would. And activity breeds activity yeah, as well. And yeah.
3: um, this might be an unfair question to ask, but who owns those buildings? The five and, you've identified and we're we're engaging with with the owners. Are they well, all private owners? They're all private owners. One one um, family owns three mm-hmm. and then the other families again. Now, they were left the properties, which is typical of a lot of the vacant mm-hmm. homes. Um, there was there's eight siblings in one case. It was a, a drapery shop beautiful but falling into disrepair, yeah. and now there's a flooding problem <laughs> which yeah. you know just all back to you because i
0: was speaking to a, a mayo politician without <coughs> trying to give any uh, without giving any hints <laughs> and this person was saying that um there's a, quite an amount of uh, people leaving their properties both commercial properties and domestic properties and, and going and say galway and so forth so, so you know just as everyone was spe- saying there is, is it a problem now do you think regionally that Properties are being left vacant, and and and
2: but because there's no interest in it, because the, the town is actually dying. Well, I think I think that there, there are problems there. I think some people, right, have have decided, I suppose, if, you know, when 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 we had the recession and that to to obviously seek employment elsewhere. So that particular property, but as Evan mentioned, I think people have been left property yeah. that they wouldn't have had, you know, maybe a kind of a bond or. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's important as well. Mm. So they probably don't feel the. Um, there's No real, I suppose, incentive there, mm. attached, but the town level it becomes dilapidated, Oh yeah, it does. Which is and, causing and, a and the problem then is that if you get one or two properties uh, on a street, it can have you know a detrimental effect on that street because yeah. it's sort of a domino it effect, it does, yeah, mm. and it impacts the properties around it, mm. sure. So as I said before, I think it not only do you, is that vacant property, uh, but it has an impact to you on other properties mm-hmm. because it, I think, it brings down the economic value, yeah, it certainly has a visual effect.
1: Mm. Um, Is there and t- anti-social behaviour? Well, it's
2: de-po- behavior can, depopulating, it, it, isn't it? Depopulation. Yeah, and anti-social behaviours, and you, you know, you get even an awful lot. Of, you know, I well local authorities and tidy towns, and tidy towns groups. I mean, a lot of them, and you know, when they see derelict properties, it because in relation to marking and and that, mm. uh, you know, from the judges and that, it does have a huge impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the whole thing of derelict, and there's also health and safety issues because a, a derelict um, building that's not kept. Mm. I mean, you know, you can get slate, problems. Slate, yeah. Slates, yeah. slates falling, glass you know, out falling out of windows. So. You know, I mean, so all these things ha- mm. have a huge impact. It doesn't well take well. long for a building no. to, to
3: fall into disrepair. Of course. And, and that's the thing. So I think yeah. it
2: does. And then, of course, the, the situation that it is it, called it it. it you know, it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy because it then it takes much more money then to bring it back mm. into use. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it suddenly then becomes less, less attractive for, 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 for someone to engage in that. Yeah. So I think
3: but, but, I think one know. of the problems as well with the older buildings is that people don't think they're fit for purpose in the modern day mm. and that they're impossible to heat and mm. do up. But we're trying to, sh- to demonstrate that it is possible you know, and a lot of these have nice high ceilings and nicely proportioned rooms. Some of them are a bit pokey, I, know, I understand. Yeah. But there are ways of turning it into a decent standard of accommodation. This is what our architects, our consultant architects are looking at. Yeah. And that it is possible to bring them up to a comfortable um, energy standard as well. OK, and, and you mentioned abandoning <coughs> yeah. you
1: mentioned a deep energy retrofit. Mm. What's that project? Or what's that well, scheme?
3: Well, there isn't a scheme oh, at okay. the moment. I know there was the, the controversial one that was talked about a couple of weeks ago, the SEAI one, but that wasn't even applicable to yeah, these. They yeah. were That was applying to mostly post-1970s buildings. And um, we've been trying to engage with SEAI to bring in, I think there's talk of bringing in something for heritage buildings and a Uh, heritage rating, energy rating, Mm -hmm. that you give credence to the embodied energy in the building that rather than starting from scratch building a brand new building, you've got the structure there already and you've to just enhance that structure. And there's a lot of merit in the thick walls and, you know, the existing uh, roofs or streetscape. And yeah, but I can see Uh, how
1: I can see how that would be perceived as and probably correctly um, as very expensive. So Is this one of the reasons why owners... So, for example, in in Callan, you're dealing with very specific ones. Mm. But I suppose on a more general basis, um, would that be one of the reasons why people are leaving properties
3: vacant? Definitely, definitely. And I mean, right, say, to contrast it with, say, Dublin City, you know, people would jump at the chance of doing up these buildings because the return is there.
1: They still have the same issue of vacancies over over shops and things. But the
3: value of, you know, the return on their investment would be Mm. better. Yeah, You know, that's just in a general sense. But we're putting uh, ballpark figures on these in this pilot project just to get an idea, get a sense of what it's going to cost. So I mean maybe we'll we'll try and purchase one ourselves as a county council and do that as an exemplar project. And would
1: you do it as a purchase or have you considered a CPO route?
3: Well we, if we can agree to purchase from from one particular family mm-hmm. I think Mayor are trying something like that oh, in Ballinrobe. Yeah, or yeah. Her, so that might be a good model to to show that the county council are serious about this.
1: Have CPOs been used? I know they have been used by some local authorities, yeah. and I, you and know, we heard a presentation, I think it was Manahan, uh, that they've used it successfully, have, yeah, and in Loud as
2: well. I think in you know, Loud, another local authority that, and I think CPOs are certainly becoming more and more um, uh, popular from that point of view. And Is like it the last say, resort? Um, well, I think we the local authority will always try and engage with the owner mm. to try and uh, get the property, you know, back into use, and sometimes even the threat of the CPO in some cases can be mm-hmm. enough to try and mo- motivate the owner But
1: Sorry, I'm that, going to clarify, Brian normally gives out to me when I use acronyms, that's a compulsory purchase <laughs> order for yes, anybody yes. who's not familiar <laughs> See, I got there before you <laughs> Good.
2: So I think I, I think in a sense yeah, and there was a, an Indicon uh, report that came out I suppose that would encourage more and more use of, of compulsory uh, purchase orders and we're seeing I think alright that local authorities are looking at that, they're looking at the Derelict Sites um, Act as well to try and bring uh, more more properties back into use and just I suppose there was another thing as well as another advantage um, and I suppose we've touched upon it but the whole thing in relation to climate change and climate action I mean one of the great benefits to bringing a vacant property back into use is that um, you've already I suppose in a sense it, 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 it has less impact on, on the environment because a lot of the key infrastructure is already in place mm, Yeah. so you already have in relation to you might have the road in place you have the utilities such yeah. as CSB water so in a sense, there is less uh, of a carbon uh, emissions in order to bring a vacant property back into use. So I think from, now, we do obviously need new bills and new bills are important. Mm-hmm. But from a climate point of view as well, I think bringing vacant homes or vacant properties back mm-hmm. into use certainly as well, I think, has, has maybe less of an impact. On, on the we way. just about a
0: minute left, I'm just interested, Evelyn, to know why um, Callan Uh, was hit with these uh, vacant homes because with the greatest respect to Mayo, I always associated vacant homes with sort of second homes and so forth did the developers there? What happened that that they sort of went in there? Was there was there some sort of potential plans to have bring industry to the town or, or what?
3: No, this was just the the, the older buildings in the street. Oh, the it's old the oh, I and see. Yeah. Yeah. and a lot of the problems arise from traffic because the, the medieval street is very narrow. There's inadequate footpaths and it's just deemed to be unattractive right. and unsafe. Yeah. And one by one. So I think it's important then to,
0: because mm. uh, I have this image in my mind of of the, um, the remember after the, when, the, when the crash happened, there were these vacant estates with, with no the ghost estate. Yeah. And yeah. now yeah. it's not just those as well, it's also streets that are, houses that are already established yeah, on the street. Yeah, and
3: This is in, in lots of towns, in any mm. of the smaller towns, and villages. Yeah. yeah. You know, Bridge, so as Gore you say, it's more, as you say, it's Valley actually a regeneration Hale, really of the town. The hurlers, yeah where yeah. all the hurlers are from yeah yeah, that, yeah. you know there so it's
0: not it's not it's not exactly there's a, not
3: uh, one shop uh, left in Ballyhale village rich, except a community right. shop which was um a reactivation of a vacant right. uh, building that the county council owned a community-led tea rooms and that's a huge so it's pub. a mistake
0: to think that it's bad planning in other words no, that I has mean, led it's, to this yeah, yeah and yeah.
3: again it, that's the motorway bypass yes. yeah, you know, yeah yeah it's kind of been the death knell for some of the villages well I'm
0: proud I'm proud of the Christian Brothers so I've been there (laughs) (laughs) the founder of the Christian Brothers was was from there (laughs) Ignatius
1: yeah no that's an interesting one and Evelyn we might just come back and speak to you at another time to see how that pilot um, residential regeneration project is coming along it would be an interesting one so thank you you so so much for being with us here today Tom I know you're going to be joining us after the break to discuss to to discuss the um, vacant home situation here in the capital with Ryan, the Vacant Homes Officer in Dublin City Council. So stay tuned.
4: Everything's fine on 93.9 Dublin South FM.
0: So welcome back to Property Matters here in Dublin South FM with Carol Tannen and myself, Brian Fox, for our Vacant home Special. Staying with us is Tom Gilligan, Director of Service at Mayo County Council. And now we're delighted to be joined by John Ryan, Vacant Homes Officer with Dublin City Council. John, very welcome.
4: Thank you very much and good we-
0: evening. Good evening. We've talked about the... Uh, the rural scene um what's the urban the, the urban scene now with um, with with vacant homes in, in dublin and and the and the counties the adjoining counties
4: well uh, as you know dublin is a very populated city it's high density uh, there's a strong demand for housing there uh, much of the property is in use already in dublin city council under the rebuilding ireland initiative uh, the city council set up a, a vacant action plan for the city and uh, there was three parts to that. There was uh, one, to tackle dereliction in the city. Two, to tackle underutilised sites and lands for development potential. And three, uh, to tackle the level of vacancy within the city. Um, as, part, as part of that, uh, the active land management unit look after uh, the underutilised, underdeveloped sites. Their Dereliction is controlled by the planning and the planning process and vacancy is by myself as the vacant housing officer for dublin city council mm-hmm. okay
1: and do we have any idea about the level of vacancy here in dublin
4: yes we do uh, as the vacant housing officer it's my duty to try and identify and record and reduce the level of vacancy in the built environment within the city in other words existing stock that's already out there buildings um, what we did at the very start was to establish a, a task force to look at uh, the level of vacancy within the city. So what we did was we used already data that we had from the 2016 CSO mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from that. And then we picked four electoral divisions within the city. We went out and we carried out an in-depth survey in relation to those four areas within the city. And what we found was that there was, there was vacancy but it wasn't at the level that was expected because there's okay. there's a difference in the vacancy. There's um, short-term vacancy and there's long-term vacancy. And what we're looking at is long-term mm. vacancy. When we say short-term vacancy, we're talking about transient vacancy. Mm-hmm. And by that, we mean that properties may be vacant because they're for sale. Mm-hmm. Somebody has died. Somebody is waiting to acquire a property. Whereas long-term vacancy, we're looking at properties that are six months or longer. And and would they
1: ones that are maybe um, not suitable for occupation or that there might be reasons as in, you know, they've been acquired for somebody who doesn't
4: want to? Sometimes some of the properties that we looked at were second properties that someone had or acquired for family members. Or maybe inherited or something. uh, Sometimes people inherited them. Mm. Uh, Sometimes properties are vacant because there's legal issues, there's probate. Somebody might be sick and might be in long term care. Mm. And they're most of the reasons that we find on the ground that these properties are vacant. The other reason is that someone may inherit a property uh, uh, and, and, the inherited property mightn't have the knowledge or the technical skills to uh, do up the property and the property is left, left sitting there vacant, vacant yeah. but any property uh, as you know within the city if it's if it's any way reasonable it's already left
1: okay so then for for the situation you just mentioned there as in you know people that maybe don't have the money to bring their property back to a to a condition where it, it can actually be used as a home what are the solutions or what's available there?
4: Well, the City Council has a number of solutions on its website. If you look up www.dublincity.ie and look up the housing, we have a number of different solutions there. We have long-term leasing. We have the Buy and Renew Scheme.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, That's, that, that, how, is that how popular is that with the Dublin City Council?
4: The Buy and Renew Scheme is very, very popular in Dublin. Uh, to date, since 2017, since the introduction of the scheme, we've acquired... Um, Forty properties today. We have another fifteen properties coming online very shortly that we we've agreed terms and conditions with the owners with to acquire those properties. Twenty of the properties that we have acquired were by CPO by. Uh, Twenty of the forty, mm-hmm. yeah, by planning, they are returned and in use mm-hmm. and are tenanted by families. glad to say, and that's that's a very good story. Twenty of them at the moment are in various different stages of refurbishment. Now, the refurbishment process there can take anything from two months up to 12 months to reform properties because, don't forget, these properties are long-term vacant, they mightn't have, uh, parts of the structure might be in disrepair, the roofs might be gone, staircases missing, windows, there's a lot of work to be done on these and sometimes these are the reasons why people haven't got the funds to do up the properties in Which case to apply to us uh, for the buy and renew scheme, at which uh, the city council acquires the property with the consent of the owner. Uh, going forward, then we go in, we carry out condition surveys, uh, we refurbish the pro- properties, and then we give them to allocation to it to tenants on our housing list.
1: Okay. See, I suppose we've just spoken with Evelyn Graham from Kilkenny County Council, and um, you know we were talking about how you know some of these. Vacancies are uh, the vacant homes are in places where there simply isn't the demand. So you know, would I is it fair to assume that in all of your area there is strong demand?
4: There's very very strong demand in Dublin City okay. and so in Dublin City Council's are administrative area for for properties to be in use. Of course,
1: yeah.
2: And we find, and this it, was it. We find as well with the vacant Website, um, that most of the response we're getting is from, uh, you know, from from Leinster and from Munster uh, in relation to... We have about 84%. If you take Leinster and Munster together, mm. 84% of people uh, are uh, log properties from, from those two provinces, 13% from Connacht and 3% from And that's Munster. because they want to move out of Dublin? Hall no, again. but that's because... No. That's, I in that's, the Senate, where that, that's where their notes are. That's where they're... The, you know, so we're getting, I suppose... What we're d- delighted to see is that where there is a real housing need, um, most of the response uh, coming to vacanthomes.ie is coming from Leinster and from Munster. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So that, that really is yep. the key thing. And, and yep. the other thing as well, I think what John has mentioned, which is a very good point, was in relation to the time it takes to bring a, bring a vacant property back into use. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're building a property, it can take anything maybe from 15 to 18 months or whatever. But bringing a vacant property back into use Some of them can be brought back within a very, you know, relatively short period of time, Mm -hmm. um, which has another advantage as well. So you're able to bring that property and provide a home to a family maybe at a quicker pace than you would if you were if you were uh, waiting for a new build. So that's one another advantage I suppose in relation to the whole thing of uh, bringing vacant property back into use.
1: Okay, but I'm I'm so surprised to hear those stats of um the numbers being reported or, or being logged, the number of new homes being logged on the website uh, vacanthomes.ie um, that, you know, 80 plus percent are between Munster yeah, and... Yeah, that's right. I mean... So I understand that, that that maybe sounds like good news on the face of it because that's where the strong demand... But, is that... Would that not be quite uh, quite an imbalance there or mismatch in terms of the number of vacancies um in Connacht?
2: Well, I suppose it, there would be a large number of vacancies in Connacht, but I suppose it from... The point of view of where the focus is and where the where the the real housing need is. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. we're seeing, um, you know, the, the the counties such as Cork County, Cork City, uh, Kerry. Um, then we're seeing the likes of Dublin, Louth, Meath, Kildare, Wicklow. I mean, those c- counties in particular probably would be the highest number of people of of counties that mm. properties would be logged from. So it's it's from that point of view I suppose in a sense it, it's encouraging and I said yeah. just to thank all those people who do log properties because it allows you know mm. like Sir John in order to follow if, up if,
4: if I can yeah oh, just that Dublin City Council has uh, a vacant housing register we've set up ourselves we've logged all the properties that people have come to us and told us that are potentially vacant including the vacant homes website we have 589 properties logged on that they have the potential to be vacant properties. We have to carry out due process Mm -hmm. to ensure that they're vacant. Now, as I said to you, we only have uh, 55 properties coming on stream. Uh, we've carried out 289 inspections, physical inspections of going out and visiting these properties. Are
1: they ones that members of the public would have logged with you?
4: Members of the public, uh, data from mm-hmm. uh, the Ie, uh, councillors, TDs, people will come to us and say there's a potential this property is here of this address, at which stage we log it. Yeah. And then we carry out a due process of going out, a desktop yeah. survey, and then we send somebody out to have right. a look to confirm if it's vacant or not. And actually, I think some that's a really are, important point.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really important point because actually, that's something we discussed earlier in the show because obviously, we want uh, members. Because I, I agree, Tom, you mentioned there the community knows best. And I think that's a really important point. Mm-hmm. So actually, um, something that might appear vacant might not actually be vacant. Precisely. So I think it's really important that people know that if they log this, it's OK if they're wrong, that you're actually going to carry out the necessary checks to oh, see. Uh,
4: the people only need to come to us and, and let us know that there's the potential of a vacant property there. Mm-hmm. Just give us the address of the property and that's it. Following from from that, the City Council will do due process in mm-hmm. relation to identifying exactly, ensuring that the property, first of all, exists, the correct address exists, and then we will carry out our investigations in relation to is it vacant, do we deem it vacant, at which stage we then follow one of our processes in relation to uh, trying to get the owner uh, return the property to use. Now, that that in itself is a Mm -hmm. long process because we have to do, uh, once we confirm or we suspect that a property is vacant, then we do a title research to ascertain who is the actual yeah. owner of that property. Not you... all properties are registered. Of course, which, Oh, and that's which, a particular
1: which, problem in Dublin City as well, isn't it?
4: It, it is indeed and our, our our law agent deals with that and once we get that then we issue correspondence to the relevant owner or owners of that property. Mm. We mm-hmm. issue a first letter, we we advise them that uh, we know that the property has, uh, may be vacant at which stage we'd ask them to uh, put the property back into use in a timely manner. We'd advise them of the buy and renew and the repair and lease scheme and our long-term leasing schemes and we'd wait for return correspondence or reply. If we don't receive any replies we issue a second letter.
1: Okay and, and how long do you give the owners to respond to that? About three months. Okay and that's a very fair... A fair yeah. That's mm-hmm.
4: fair, we deem that fair and reasonable. Yeah. We issue a second letter uh, uh, and subsequent to that, if if a person doesn't or an owner doesn't reply to us, then we issue a third letter saying that we would we would be considering uh, taking legislative, using our legislative powers, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, compel that person to return the property to use in a timely manner. Now, I have to say, 95% of the respondents of these letters engage with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as I said, the property may be vacant for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once. People come back to us, or the owner comes back to us and outlines the rationale behind why the property is vacant. Then we take a decision as to what way we proceed best on that.
1: Mhm. Uh, yeah, and and that sounds fair and reasonable because I know there's so many circumstances that people that a property might be vacant now, but it's not the intention to for it to remain vacant. Um. But when you're when you're engaging with these owners. What kind of rese- reception are you getting? Are they annoyed that you're interfering with their property rights? Are you? Are they annoyed that you're even questioning their use of their own property? Or, uh, you know, are are they resistant?
4: I have to say no, no to that answer. They're not good. resistant. Uh, the majority of them are, are are fairly good with us. They mm-hmm. communicate the reasons why. Uh, they know that, that 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 there's a strong housing demand out there at the moment, and that, that there's a need to provide housing. Do they all
1: have a reason why?
4: The property, well everyone will have their own individual, each mm. case is different, have their own individual reason why a property. But we look at that, mm-hmm. sometimes some of the people might be in long term care. Mm-hmm. They might have agreements with these care facilities. Mm. We, we can't do anything about the it. The Fair That's Deal scheme isn't.
1: has not been a positive for bringing uh, for, for the homes being used. I, I think the current structure of the fair... And I know this isn't the show to be discussing it, but I think it's fair to say that, you know, when it comes to government policy, there has to be some joined up thinking. And I think the current fair deal scheme doesn't support There's a possibility um, it needs to be of, reviewed yeah. yes,
4: in, in the current format. Just uh, from the
0: point of view, John, of, of, of um, coordination with different, with the various uh, local authorities around Dublin, do you do, you do uh, exchange of data in relation to under our exchange G- of
4: information? Under GDPR, we can't. Oh, yeah. we're n- <laughs> but that's no, question. we're not allowed to do that. We can so only collect the data so for which we, City we have a use for us. So oh, our yeah. data is our data in relation to that. Uh, the vacant homes site uh, is uh, will will advise of properties that come new. Yeah, and, and that's the only data. That's the, the, that's the, challenge the to goes through the medium to go through. In other words, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: We're actually okay. having a uh, on the nineteenth of September here in Dublin. We're actually having um, a launch of a vacant homes uh, uh, network. So in relation to you know network of vacant home officers. So and I mean it's great because we'll be able to you know but because. Every vacant home officer I think has so so much learnings and so much uh, advice yeah. you know, that they you know, in relation to how to engage with property owners, how to use the various schemes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so I suppose just, in a sense we, we, the, we I can mean everybody's learn looking of at, each other. Every,
0: everybody's yeah. looking at bottom lines nowadays. Is it cost effective, do you think? I mean I, I know I know from, from a human point of view it probably is because people are, are, are taking up houses. But from the point of view of the council of the local authority itself is it is it very time-consuming and is it does it? Um, I think
2: it, the the reality is it, it, it it's certainly I think it's absolutely essential an essential, essential. Yeah, yeah because I think you you know as I outlined before the when you do bring a a, a vacant home back into use and yeah. when you do see a family it's worth the cost it, it, well the the cost but 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 the, the cost element of it it's still better to actually bring that. Uh, you know, because I suppose that the cost of the homeless uh, s- yeah. mm-hmm. services, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. is 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 um, is, is expensive as, w- as well. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can bring a property or b- back into use, get a family uh, into that property, mm. it's much more e- much more effective, much more economically effective, and much more effective. I think psychologically as well mm-hmm. on the family, and I think from I from think a morally, part, it's something there's an obligation as well. Mm. You know, you're you're allowing people to establish roots. in in, Mm -hmm. in a certain area in a certain community Mm. so there are so many benefits Mm, Um, mm. so certainly I think from that point of view it's very very worthwhile yes and
1: I I think that part is you know it, it is clear I think there is a moral imperative as well as an economic reasoning for it but I think maybe where some of the where some of the um mismatch has been also has been maybe the difference between vacant and dereliction. So, John, this might be something that in Dublin City Council, you might just touch on that for us. I mean, I presume that if something is vacant, as in just not being used, even in the long term, as in six months plus, it's very different to a property that's derelict, that might be just too too big a job, too costly a job.
4: Well, under dereliction, you have the Derelict Sites Act, and our planning department deal with that. and, and under the Derelict Sites Act, there's strict uh, criteria that a property must be to be to be deemed derelict. And under that process, they they use if uh, they they write to the various uh, owners of the properties, and if they don't conform to what's being requested, then they can use their CPO mm-hmm. process. Uh, to compel the people, or to buy the properties Mm -hmm. and acquire them for the the City Council and then we put them back into use. We have done it on a number of uh, houses, uh, but it also happens in relation to other property, commercial property shops and stuff like that. Um, Vacancy, uh, as I said, it can be transient or long-term. Yeah. uh, We're looking at the long-term effects of it and the benefits for the community. Very good. yeah, eco-wise and and uh, from from a neighbour's point of view, and having a property that's done up beside them. Uh, there there are so tangible many tangible and intangible yeah. benefits. To,
1: I, I to think it's very clear up. there are benefits. Oh,
0: absolutely. we leave it there, to, um, John, uh, Ryan and Tom Gilligan. Thanks so much for, for coming in. That's thank it, it from us today in the studio. And thank you for joining us on Property Matters, the show with Property Matters. Get in touch with the show by emailing hello at ipropertyradio.com or on Twitter at ipropertyradio.
1: Okay, and we'd like to thank Tom and all of his team at Mayo County Council also Evelyn, John and all the vacant homes officers across the 31 local authorities in Ireland for their amazing work on this very important issue at such an important time for Ireland. Um. Also thanks to Shane Flynn who's on sound and our producer Katie Talon. We're back the same time next week from Brian Fox and myself, Carl Talon. Have a great week and please don't forget to check out vacanthomes.ie and start logging any vacant homes in your area. <laughs>